Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Scroobius Pip and this is the ever-growing, world-dominating Distraction Pieces podcast. I I paused then because I genuinely forgot the name of uh, (laughs) the world-dominating, ever-growing Distraction Pieces podcast, um, despite hassling you all about it constantly on uh, on Twitter, on Facebook and on Instagram and in, in your very ears as we talk right now. So that's fun, isn't it, that I just forgot that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot going on. Thank you for tuning in for starters. This week's guest is Preston and man, you've got a lot to listen to here. Um, let me go into just some talk first. Um, yeah, it's been hectic in 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 the time since I recorded the last intro. I recorded a couple of intros a week in advance. So our last episode was with Andrew Shim um, from This Is England, and he's amazing. I was um, particularly excited to talk to him, and he was a lovely dude. And since then, I've seen the first episode of This Is England, and it was fantastic. Um, sniff bang. Um, and yeah... Uh, coffee whip um yeah i thought that was great so that was a great chat but since then so yeah since the last intro this is the best intro you've ever heard isn't it this is the sloppiest i've ever been um we've been doing loads of stuff i've announced as you'll see from the advert that comes up in a bit i've announced the um new or the live show that's going to be on october 26th um that's very exciting and that's you know i was meant to announce it on a monday I leaked it on, I think the Friday it might have been, and 25% of the tickets had sold before we announced on the on the, on, 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 on the Monday. But I won't go into that now because you've got an advert to come that tells you about that, so that would be proper annoying for me to go into it in too much. But we've also been doing a lot of other things. I've launched the YouTube page. Now, some of you will remember a while ago, I discussed the idea of this on the podcast and asked for people who might be up for helping out. Um, and a guy called Jake Brett and a girl called Emma Lyons, um, or Lyons, 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 sorry, Emma, don't edit, edit this as to one of the highlights, um, hit me up and we've been working on this for a while. So basically I wanted to make a YouTube page that kind of posts like five or, you know, three, I think we said kind of three to 10 minute excerpts of some of the interesting topics or points from the podcast. Now, obviously, you guys are going to be listening to the podcast still. The podcast is still the place to go. But I find when I'm list, I'm talking or I get really excited about podcasts. I'm a massive podcast nerd. I listen to Joe Rogan constantly, The Fighter and the Kid, a lot of wrestling ones, Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast, um, JR's podcast, a lot of, of good stuff. And when I'm excited about them and want to tell people about them, it's really hard to get it across because there'll be certain bits I want to tell them about, but it doesn't kind of work. And you're like, oh, it's hard to get people to go, or it's hard to say to people, just quickly check out this, you know, in Rogan's case, this three-hour podcast and see if you like it. So the idea was to take some small bits and make them more shareable, more palatable, so that you guys can use them as, as examples or post them, you know, when it's topical, we've got ones from the Killer Mike podcast, which was an amazing one with a lot of of of, of great talk on on Black America right now. We've got some of the Russell Brand ones, some of the the Billy Bragg stuff, which is all in hugely relevant with the the changes in labour at the moment. Um, so yeah, that was 
the idea. So check that out. We're going to be updating it regularly. But as well, we've launched the Distraction Pieces Facebook page, so facebook.com slash distraction pieces, and the Twitter page, so at distractioncast um, on Twitter. So yeah, there's there's loads of stuff going on. Um, Distraction Pieces has kind of taken over the world. It's a good job I remembered the name, right? Um, I have to put the advert in now um, for that's the one that's on every episode um, for speech development records.com. That's my record label. Um, check us out. Go on, it's worth a look. Uh, B. Dolan is on tour still. He's he's kind of at the end of the UK run now, um, darting over to Ireland, darting over all over Europe. Check him out. Um, we're we're going to be launching a load of new merch soon as well. I've got some really cool stuff on its way. I shouldn't mention it, should I? There's going to be some new Distraction Pieces merch for the live gig that there will then be a version of on live. Like, we're looking at doing an exclusive version for the gig and then a a version for the Team 3W online people. But then there's also going to be some new Scroobius Pip and some new speech development stuff. I'm getting... Uh, metal pin badges which everyone gets very excited about but they look amazing um yeah anyway i won't go into too much detail because they're not there yet but head to speechdevelopmentrecords.com because when you're listening to this they might be there um this week's guest was preston um also known as preston from the ordinary boys also known as samuel preston also known as preston off celebrity big big brother what it was a really good chat um it's the first time we've met he hit me up and it was a really nice email because it was a real long shot because he had an old email of mine which happens to still feed into my um, inbox. And he just hit me up to say, look, I've never really talked about a lot of the stuff that went on. And and you know what? It's love or hate, it's fascinating. You know, Ordinary Boys were a really cool, incredible independent band and then they had one big song that, that blew them up a bit and then... Preston went on Celebrity Big Brother and then he, he met his wife-to-be on there and they got married and it was all very s- 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 sudden celebrity. There was the walk-off on on uh, Buzzcocks. It was so much stuff. There was ups, down, the band splitting up, all sorts of things. And I thought, yeah, that's a fascinating, a fascinating discussion to have. And we met up. It took us a while to organise it. Um, and we met up and, again, he was he's a big podcast fan as well. In, in the emails, I kind of said, look... I'm well up for it, but as you'll know from the podcast, I don't really, not that I go after people, but we're very open and honest, like no punches are pulled. So I was like, as, as long as you're up for that. And he instantly I referenced Mark Maron's podcast and stuff like that, where they get heavy and deep. So he was into it and up for it. And we had a really good chat. So I'm going to stop rambling now and let you listen to it. This is Distraction Pieces podcast episode, what did I say? At 59 or 60, 60 with Preston. Um, how's that sound? That sounds all right. Hello, 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 hello. sounding good. Um, yeah. That's how we begin. I've, I've I've not even gone through. Normally, before I start, I mention I've got I've got some notes on my phone. Oh, so if have. I'm looking at my phone, I'm not just I'm not bored Tweeting, of what you're, you're like, saying. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm joined by Preston. Hello. What do you go by now? You, do you just go by Preston? Are you, you know Samuel the, Preston? Are you Sam Preston? Like, I haven't really been Preston for for so long now, but 
the story between behind why I became Preston, like, yeah. I want it to be like this interesting story, like, or, or that everyone called me Preston, like, when I was a kid. But we had our first ever enemy photo shoot. Yeah. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be funny if I just took my first name off, like Morrissey, because I love Morrissey. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and I just copied him, and I just thought it was funny, and then it sort of stuck. Yeah. But isn't it weird how it's like, in in the, the real world, or when you're a kid or whatever, you can just love, like, I love Morrissey, like, I just copy yeah. him. I've, like, copied yeah. him my whole life. Yeah. But, obviously, you're not really allowed to do that when you're you in a band, because you, you have to do, do your own thing. And it's but- always good when everyone assumes that every plan or decision is really wealth. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like, like me and Dan Lesac for years, everyone's like, so why is it versus? It's like, no one knew who we were. Dan had remixed some of my yeah. stuff and we made a MySpace page. Like, we didn't even yeah. d- discuss it. Dan built the page and just put Dan Lesac versus Scroobius Pip and that's that. Well, I think, and then that's you know been what? our name for, 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 forever and people are like, so what's the meaning behind I think the, the pro- versus? the like, pros probably... Geez. All the professionals probably do have a big five-year plan and yeah, stuff, but I yeah. think most people just scramble through it. Just, <laughs> like, just, just so you get, yeah. you do what you do. Exactly. So, uh, I mean, you've mentioned a love of Morrissey there. Uh, 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 what was kind of your musical upbringing? Like, what were you into um, growing up? And uh, what m- made you want to pick up a guitar or pick so up a microphone m- or whatever? I had an older brother, and it's such a cheat having an older brother. It's like, that's... It's just like... A little step up into music, I think. When yeah. you have, um, so my brother was into like Violent Femmes and, and Black Flag and stuff. Yeah, so you so, instantly get a, a, a pass into the the decent music. Well, you just see him like you're like, well, I'm not going to go through that phase. Yeah, you, you, do you know what I mean? He's, yeah. you, you can sort of vicariously avoid them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. So I was into all that sort of stuff, and then I just got really into like hardcore. And I, I was really into like pop punk stuff, yeah. like Lookout Records and all that sort of stuff. I love the Same, Queers man. and like yeah. and and. Mr. T Experience is still like one of my favourite bands. I mean, I always still f- still find it odd that G- Green Day are how Green Day are considered. Yeah. I went they, to the musical, they, the Broadway I still, musical. I, I still rate, yeah, I still rate Green been, Day. Seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Is it? It is, is very weird. It's lots yeah. of like head banging and like swearing, like middle fingers up and like. Yeah. It's sort but of I kind like, of respect that it's I, like a hot top. It's like hot topic. The musical. Yeah, it's like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But. I kind of respect that when I was at school. Green Day meant the world to oh me. Oh my god! That and, album there's, was... and there's kids at school now, and Green Day means the world to yeah. me. It's a completely yeah. different album, completely d- yeah. different sound, or whatever. It's like I can't hate on that. That's yeah. amazing that they've 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 done that, and that's probably three generations well, rather than two. Of really, were on lookout, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's like Kaplunk. Do you know what? It's a great record. Oh my god! It's and awesome. 2013, I smoothed out Slappy Hours. I believe yeah. was yeah. the uh, the original compilation of the EPs. But yeah great records so i was into like i got really into hardcore and then and we were we were always a hardcore band like ordinary boys yeah we've actually been going like 20 years wow so, that's nuts man but i'm the only one in the band that's like over 30 yeah so we've just been going since they were like 10 years old but like that's, as a hardcore band yeah 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 yeah. and then i guess i moved to america and i was like hanging out with hardcore band like pe- people out of hardcore bands how old were like, you when you moved to america it's like 16 or 17. Yeah. And I was living with like, well, like I shared a house with American Nightmare. Do you remember that band? Yeah, like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, So yeah. like became really tight with them. And then... Uh, how did that, that, that come my, about, the move so to America? Was my it... best friend... Well, how, why did I move to America? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm American like by, by birth. Right. So I've got sort of like American passport, like American yeah. nationality. Man, like. that's a good... That's well, a handy thing to have. It the is, old but jewel. I haven't really used it. Like I yeah. used it sort of two years at a time. Yeah. To live in Philadelphia, and I lived in New York for a little bit, but... Oh, but even t- t- 
touring and stuff over there or anything yeah, like well, we that. We never it's, did anything. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's the biggest ball lake in the world to get visas and all yeah. this other shit. Yeah. And, well, yeah. I'm, I keep sort of threatening myself to move to LA and like, I want to do it. But it's weird how certain. I'd, again, I'd kind of assumed that the size that the ordinary boys got that you'd done a, a load of America, but it was a very British yeah, sound. Yeah, you know, we didn't really. So sell... it's one of them that you could, could you could have got huge over here, but not really. Yeah, we never like we didn't sell that many records as a band. Yeah. We weren't as as successful as as it's you sort of imagine. I thought yeah. I don't know, maybe not. I don't know. I, it's really hard to gauge what people think of your band. It's a weird one because um, you were a really r- credible and respected band. You you had a. a one song that got absolutely huge yeah. and still gets played. And yeah. Again, I still think it's a great song, but even you, I'm sure you'll agree, it's kind of overplayed. It's, yeah. it's so f- oh, familiar yeah, absolutely. that you can't yeah. you can't think of it like if you if you heard a local band playing that, you'd be like, "Who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. This is amazing!" But because it's been on yeah. so much stuff or out so much, people you hear it and kind of yeah, it's, it's yeah. that song. A boys will be boys. Yep, that's yeah, that's that. But that was yeah. even like we released that song once and it did nothing. Yeah, it did absolutely nothing. And then we released it again after Big Brother and it did massive and it was yeah, just a bit, yeah. this is fucking depressing, isn't it? It's a but weird one as well because, again, people have a weird, it's it's impossible outside of the industry or even outside of the band to know how big a song is. Because yeah. the fact or is, the first time you released that, I felt that was everywhere and I felt that was a big thing. Yeah. But again, I looked on the chart positions that, it did all right. Yeah. You know, it came out, it did what it yeah. did and it wasn't until it it was then after Big, B- Big yeah. Brother that it was then a bigger so it, biggest seller, if, but yeah, let's go. If back I go to back America. to, I'm in, I'm in Philadelphia, and I like sort of met all these people that have become my best friends in the world ever. Like I absolutely love them, and I go over there. I was there last week just visiting them. Yeah, like I, I love. I, it's just my 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 sort of main friendship group is out there in America, yeah. and um, and they were. I was there. Like I loved hardcore. And I, do you know? What? I roaded for Chromax at CBGBs. Oh wow, <laughs> that's point. mental, right? I think I'm probably the only person that went on Big Brother that, that ever yeah. roaded for Chromax. <laughs> yeah, probably. But um, there's a good chance. So of that. that was like that was my sort of friendship group over there. And I was like, I would listen to a little bit of like I love Promise Ring and like I love a lot yeah. of like emo bands. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Really, maybe that's my favourite music. Yeah, and I think like a lot of the stuff I do now as a writer because I do like songwriting for other people yeah. now. I, you, a lot of the a lot of pop music is sort of you can hear Jimmy Eat World melodies and stuff in yeah. a lot of it all the time, and, and the yeah. lyrics are a little bit similar. So I, I, I've really gotten back into it now. Well, Jimmy Eat World could have been an amazing pop act. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Just, well, just the were, way they wrote they, they, and the hooks yeah. they wrote and things like that were were gold. It's <coughs> but just they were the style huge, and college, was, huge college radio band, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so then I went over there and I was like, listen, and I would listen to like Bright Eyes and all, all the like hard kickers would be like, ew, man then what's this emo shit or yeah, whatever and I was yeah. like alright and they would we'd all sort of sit around and watch telly and they'd put on Oasis videos and stuff and they, yeah. this was like people who were in like screaming hardcore bands Yeah, and I was like suddenly Seriously. I was just like saw Oasis <laughs> from like a different angle and yeah. the Smiths and Morrissey and whatever and like my brother had played a lot of Morrissey when I was a kid and I'd be sitting there with all these kids that I, I respected so much that were in these hardcore bands that I loved and, and they were like amazing people and I was yeah, I was I was just respecting them so much. Yeah. Watching Oasis just being, and they all had these like mod haircuts and yeah. like 
these like mod seats and shit on and like and I was just like that's what I want I want to be I'm like it's, it's fascinating right I had a similar thing I was, I was, I was, I was going out with a girl um, in LA I'm getting some, some weird crackle on your mic I might let me have a play I think I'm fiddling with it it's, it's Wargie who does the podcast moans all the time I, I need to, to get some new cables but I'm too cheap to do so oh, so I'll just sort of hopefully that'll be fine now yeah um, but yeah I was, I was going out with a girl from LA and she was r- really into Travis yeah and, and Travis for me because they were so light and poppy at yeah. the time I was into such hard stuff I was like f- f- fuck Travis yeah and then hearing them years on through ears that weren't influenced by yeah. their Isn't image in the UK I was like man these guys wrote some amazing yeah. songs and Fran Healy is an amazing singer like his voice is stunning and yeah. I feel really similar about Keen like yeah. I have a real soft spot for Keen I think yeah. their, their, their songs are absolutely brilliant but it is I'm it was still seeing... not there yet I'm afraid but yeah, <laughs> it's been, no but I completely Get it? It's because there's been a there's been a certain perception that we've got of them yeah. because of the media over here, or even just because of your group of friends and the shit that you're into at that time. You can't yeah. admit like our that drummer or used to have. It. He had this like sort of we used to call it his bin man's jacket. He had this like sort yeah. of padded grey jacket that he just wrote with a sharpie on it, like Snow Patrol, Travis, Coldplay. This is when we were like hardcore yeah, yeah, band, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like every all, every one of those bands Brilliant. like. All, all over it, he used to wear it to like all the hardcore shows, yeah, just as a big fuck you. But just, now, actually, like, like, I would listen to a couple of them bands. I always like, remember just without any irony, and my brother and one of my our best mates, Rick, went to see The Cure, yeah. And Rick had, had only only been like he'd come to pop punk gigs with yeah. me and all that. He loved The Cure, though. He turned up in um, bright orange trousers and was just like just just walked down the queue <laughs> happy as anything completely innocent and everyone just just looking over like who the fuck is this why have you got bright orange trousers on it's like brilliant just complete innocence there but it was it was seeing it was seeing music that I had been so so part of like England and like I grew up sort of I guess in the you know what was it Britannia what was the what was that movement the, the Spice Girls and yeah. the Labour and whatever it is yeah. you know just like so I was like you know a kid during Britpop and so yeah. I hadn't re- I'd been a bit like well that's like not really for me yeah. and then I went to America and it was being in America that made me like absolutely obsess over Britpop that's weird isn't it, isn't it? just going away it's the same a, with like you go over it. there and, and you you think you're going to pick up an American accent and your accent gets but everyone stronger. goes like say trousers yeah, like whatever yeah. and you're just like trousers and they're like oh yeah. like, so you just like end up coming back like a bumbling kind of Hugh Grant character I mean it's not as as extreme but I've said I've maybe on the podcast before but the year I lived in the Midlands at uni, yeah. I became so cockney. It, was <laughs> it wasn't in, I didn't even realise until I got back and yeah. I'm talking to my mates <laughs> and they're like, why are you talking like that? I was like, yeah. oh shit. Just, and again, I guess it's a defence mechanism or a missing home or whatever. You just kind of yeah. cling on to your roots in that <clears> manner. Well, I, so I took, weirdly took that, that Americanised version of Britpop, which is what it was. Like, yeah. um, I was, so my friends in this band called The Explosion, they're not, they're like a, they were go about, I guess they were like early 2000s. Right, back. yeah. And um, they were like proper mods, like dressed like mods, but they didn't, you know, they're American. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just this mi- like sort of misappropriated version of, of like mod and like punk and yeah, whatever. Yeah. That I just thought was so cool. So I come back to the band, we were a hardcore band, and I was like, lads, I think I want to be like more like a Britpop band. Yeah. And they're like, what How'd are you on about, down? mate? Like, yeah. I just think that's a really weird idea. So we started, like, we just sounded like Lifetime at the time. We were, like, you know, fast yeah, and, like, yeah. still singing, but, like, or, like, that first Saves Day record, that sort of, yeah. sort of thing. And then, and I was like, can we be more Britpop? 
and they were like, not not really up for it, but really. they were like, let's try it. Anyway, we did it, and then like we got signed pretty much like right away after that. Yeah, it was just like a really instant. Again, thing. it was a good sound because it had a bit more of your kind of. I guess your scar and kind of hardcorey roots in there. Yeah, too. I mean, so I, a bit of a harder sound. We were into scar punk, like yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, like, completely, completely. Yeah. I, was, I still listen to Sublime every now and again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, there's uh, so much of that stuff that I listen to. I cringe a little bit still, but I'm, th- I'm yeah. thoroughly in- enjoying it. Mustard you know? plug and stuff like that. Do yeah. you ever like all that? I, I still can listen to those records and like, it's, I'm yeah. so nostalgic for it. I actually wrote with um, the guy from Goldfinger, John oh, wow. Feldman. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's he he's written like. Lots of five seconds of summer and and like all time low and all he, that sort of he stuff. He writes a, a lot. I'm sure Itch um, has mentioned, but I'm sure Itch wrote with him. Yeah. Itch from King Blues yeah. um, has worked with him in the past. And again, it, every time stuff like that happens, I'm just like, man, that's just that's, that's people from my youth. Yeah, that's, that's just and it so was really exciting. weird because because. I mean, it was weird because I remember them. I remember them becoming a bit of a sort of political hardcore band in yeah, a little yeah, way, yeah. didn't they? They sort of did yeah. that. It is just funny that you, the the people that sort of move with the I guess it's people who move with with the music industry in a way because yeah. he moved with what you know everything was going a bit more serious a bit more hardcore then and then everything was fucked so he just became a writer and that was the only way yeah. it's sort of what I what I'd yeah. done anyway because yeah. it's just like it makes it's 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 a logical path in many yeah. ways so you you kind of instantly got. S- Signed. Well, not instantly. How was we that? did quite, a, we we were quite swiftly. Yeah, we were pro- we were quite we were sort of little dickheads back then, and we were a little bit like we were so confident with it that it sort of makes people want to sign you more. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't got know how we got sw- sw- swagger and yeah, confidence our, on our, it. Our um our drummer threw a cymbal stand at um Simon Cowell. Brilliant. Because we were doing we had to do them. <laughs> you know, you do. I don't know if you still do them now, but. They had like showcases where you do like a fake gig in front of yeah. just people in suits. Yeah, some and weird it was shit. really dip- oh, it was horrible. Well, I did did one of them back in the day, and it wasn't even a, a proper one. It was still a late night thing, and it was yeah. it was were there people bit- other than suits? <laughs> It was it was hard to everyone there was there because they were industry rather yeah. than anything else. So yeah. it was it, it wasn't all suits, but it was along those lines. But yeah, that's this, just these the were like shit. lunch break ones. Yeah, like they would come crazy. on their lunch break, and it was horrible. And like play for us, entertain us. Yeah, it was just, and that was like we were somehow we managed to get one of them to to yeah. like make it till the end without yeah. us having a strop. That's good. That's and handy. then, but it's funny. I feel like. I feel like a lot of it is like a lot of our the story of the band is us like sort of alienating ourselves from different like areas of the music. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, so yeah, we yeah. started off and there, you know, there's a guy called Buzz in Brighton right. and he owns the Punker Bunker. Right. And he's a fucking legend. He's yeah. a legendary guy. So he's like, he used to put on gigs in, in Brighton in the 90s mm-hmm. and we were like the go-to band. Yeah. So we, we, we used to be called Next In Line and we supported like, like Bounce and Souls and, and like, Midtown, we supported yeah. and like so. He used to put he's put us on a lot, and then we got signed. And he just like like at first he was just like would make fun of us. Like we'd walk into the shop and he'd just be like sellouts like that yeah. instantly. It was like well, all we did was like get assigned to a, a independent label. And now he's actually he's like totally cool with us now. All we did is progress and, and yeah. you know do what you're meant to yeah. do. It's kind of I, I, I love that and, and punk is notorious for it. And a little bit of underground hip hop as well of that that just ridiculous loyalty to yeah. not getting anywhere. Yeah. Which is stupid. Like if, if if you're proud of what you're writing, you should want 
everyone, as many people to hear it as possible. Also, it's like... It's different if you're changing to try and get signed or whatever, but if you're just doing what you're doing, then if that if but that hits, then that hits. But it comes increasingly hard to make money out of music now. Like this... Yeah. So we've done a new record, the band have done yeah. a new record, and it's... Um, we had to just pay for it ourselves, and I, I didn't really know how much... Like, I had a good year of, of in terms of work last year, yeah, yeah. so I was like, oh, I'm going to treat myself on, on, like, paying for a record. Yeah. I had absolutely no idea how much them co- they cost yeah. to make. Yeah. It's really expensive. Yeah, it's and not like, cheap. You know, it's like, how how you're supposed to like be a young band and, and, and make a record and put it out now without help from a label. Labels don't help you now unless you've got how many YouTube subscribe, subscribers and everything. It's tough, man, it's tough. Isn't a it lot weird? of people it's- say um, t- torrenting or whatever, it's all good because there's now those a- a- avenues for bands to not need a label, things like that. People forget that labels have been releasing r- records for years and yeah. they know how to do it and yeah. they've got contacts and cheap avenues and routes in all these places, which... Some bands will be able to figure out, but some won't. The only reason I could start on my label was because we did three albums on Sunday Best and yeah. really paid attention. Yeah. It's like it's not like I just kind of went, I'm going to do an album now. It's like yeah. it, it was years of r- research, yeah. essentially, to then be able to go, right, I can do... And to put some money in the bank and go, yeah. right, I can afford to do it and I know what to do. It's, yeah. it's, it, it's not as simple as people think. And I think a lot of it, it's, it's, it's guilt relief from, yeah, yeah I still music, but... You know, there's so many ways and all this. It's like still music, but don't don't make excuses about it. Just well, know know what you're doing. What know do you, that you're do you, stealing from individuals. And how do you feel about Spotify? Just pay, paying like nothing. I'm, to... I'm, I'm not I'm not a fan of Spotify no. at all. Again, it feels in many ways I'd rather you steal my record and buy some merch. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because Spotify feels like a, a paid conscience relief. Yeah. It's, it's like, like it's, it's legalized. It's going. Oh, I feel all right because they they pay really badly for yeah, artists. Yeah, they pay terrible. A lot of people don't realize they haven't even got a set rate. It's dependent on streams that week. So, for example, if my album happens to come out the same week as the new Justin Bieber album, I'll get less per play because it's a percentage mm. thing. Because he's had fucking fifty percent of all the yeah. plays on Spotify. That cuts everyone's. A, a revenue in yeah. half, which is messed up. Because the fact that, is, you could, as it's a, a subscription service, you could do it on a per play. Yeah, you should do it on a per play yeah, ratio, yeah, yeah. and you should pay well. And they are again, it's not even hating on on Spotify. I think well, it's funny. There's now a there's really Apple nice Music because now there's Apple Music. Spotify feels like the underdog now. Yeah, but yeah. it's not. It's it's really. I, I've started to think that and, like and Apple, the Apple Music deal isn't great. It just feels great compared to Spotify and things like yeah, that. It's kind yeah, of it's all, it's all just quite confusing to mess up. But, again, but somewhere along the line in the in the past, someone said someone decided for some reason that in the music industry people should be paid these absurd amounts of money, and it was yeah. just completely unsustainable. Because yeah. it should be like yeah, just. I agree. If, every, if everyone had just got a reasonable amount of money, like you look at like. I deal with like you know people, big people high up at record labels yeah, a lot yeah, yeah, in my yeah. job, and you just think why like why why are you getting all this money yeah. and then like the and like I, my friends' bands have to like I mean tour yeah, for nothing completely <laughs> I mean equally though like 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 when I first got into the industry I was like man this pays well because yeah. like, you know yeah, j- yeah, yeah. just the fact that again before all the stealing of music at that point it was quite high rates for every bit of airplay mm-hmm. and you'd get 
your PRS and your PPL, and yeah. there were all these different ways. It's like I'd play a gig, I'd submit my my set list, and yeah. I'd get paid a little bit more yeah. than the actual what I was already being paid because yeah. I was getting my PRS for that and things like that. I was like, man, this is a sweet deal. Yeah. But again, I think the problem there is it was probably too good for too long, and sadly, exactly earlier than we were getting into it. At our point, yeah. it was probably about the right. The, oh, we the, got the it. Wait, we were just. Uh, I was definitely reckon. Like five years earlier, and I would, I would have like it would have made a massive difference. Yeah, but, yeah but you know, it's I quite like, and the I think fact- that's been the backlash now. Of now, everyone's like, "Well, I don't, I don't want to pay for anything." And it's, and again, I'm not even saying you shouldn't steal music. I think yeah. it's a case by case thing. I personally, I'm fa- I'm far from rich, but I like paying for the shit that I have. Yeah, I like that. I feel yeah. I get more from it. I'm in- invested in it. If I'm into a band, even with TV and things. Things like I'm massively in, into UFC, and people always ask yeah. me, oh, oh, "Where can I stream it?" It's like, mate, I pay however much a month f- for BT Sports or whatever yeah. it's on. I get at least that much enjoyment yeah. out of it because there's a few events a month. It's like I'd spend more on a night out, and I wouldn't have as much fun on a night out as I do just watching these fights. Therefore, I'm happy to pay that. I'm not looking to, to steal or, or, or rip anyone off. I'm still a bit. I still love doing mail orders to America. Yeah. I do that yeah. all the time because yeah, it's yeah, like. Yeah. Especially, that, I guess it's like a nostalgia thing because it yeah. used to be the best, my favourite feeling in the world ever Together. was when you would... Because it, t- it used to take like three weeks to yeah. come. So you like, you'd make the order, you'd order some records and the T-shirt and like they'd always throw in some stickers. They still do that, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I've got yeah, like yeah. a box of stickers somewhere. Yeah. But, and then you sort of forget about it and then you get this package from America and you oh, like shit. look through, you're like, what did I get? And like, yeah, Interpunk, do you remember Interpunk? I used yeah, to do yeah, a lot yeah, of orders yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah. And again, at, at that point, that was often the only way you could, could get this stuff. Yeah. I mean, the records became easier to get, but merch-wise, you couldn't be getting good punk bands merch in the UK. I You'd remember go, having to... Even, even going to Camden, you wouldn't be, be, be getting shit. If do you remember band, that Big Tower Records as well? It was the Big Tower Records yeah, the Piccadilly Circus. Yeah, they used yeah, to have all yeah, imports. Yeah, used to yeah, be able yeah to that get was amazing for imports. For, I mean, Fanzines there, as well. For me, good. it was punk and hip-hop imports. They'd be, be like 20 quid a CD yeah. minimum, but... Yeah. Amazing. You could change the price tags on that yeah, over there, they yeah. wouldn't notice. Yeah, you could scam easy it, enough. Yeah. But again, it, on on getting merch or whatever of punk bands, if they'd been over, you could go to Camden and buy a bootleg yeah. video of their gig. Yeah. But you couldn't really get any merch yeah. or anything else. And again, I, I love that. The bootleg video guy, I buy the lock. I got, I've got a... The one I've still got, so I think, is a rancid there, right? one. The, I think, yeah, it might there's be. A I don't deep, there's a bootleg DVD player there. I got the Decline of Western Civilization, like all three, including yeah. the metal one. Have you seen yeah, the metal yeah. one? No, yeah. Oh my God, you have to watch yeah. it. It's so fucking good. That's amazing. I love that shit. Yeah. But yeah, so again, <clears throat> that's my thing. I'm not saying that you shouldn't steal music. I think, I don't know, I've been brought up and I've been been arguing with some mates over this recently. I've been brought up that if I can't afford something, I can't. Yeah. I won't have it, and and I'm fine with that. So yeah. I would get an album or two a month because that's yeah. all I could afford. And that's with all you can really with my wage or that's whatever. That's all you else. can really process and listen to, anyway. Is like yeah. to have there's just a short attention span that you got that the, the Spotify kind of give, creates. Yeah, that you just skim it's, through it's and like, so disposable. There's only an album has to really hook me. Like even I'm yeah. the same. It has to really hook me for me yeah. to put it in my like you know, set offline, save to offline yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 but so I'm not even paying money for it. I don't know, the whole thing is just like, it's gone a bit broken and like... Yeah, I find it weird. Again, but uh, I mean, the worst of all, and I've probably mentioned this before and I had it again recently, the worst of all is when I have people say, hey man, I stole your record, but 
I'll buy your merch or whatever. Yeah. Else. Like, just don't tell me. If yeah. you've got to steal it, then you, the, I guess that's the thing that. But it's gets like me. that bravado that people f- just have of, of when I they feel. Talk- I, I feel there should be shame. Yeah. <laughs> and that sounds harsh, but I feel you should be ashamed if you've stolen my shit. I don't yeah. think you should be. All right, I nicked it. It's like, well, f- f- fuck you. And, I, and again, I don't agree that. And I'm sure you'll have experienced this as well. I don't agree. I stole your record, but I paid to, to come to your yeah. gig. It's like. Up until this this recent time off I'm having from gigs, I was doing a hundred plus gigs a year, yeah. and it's why, or it's it's a lot to do with why all my relationships have failed. Yeah. How I see my friends very yeah. rarely. Uh, one of my best mates, his kids three now. I've not met him yet because yeah. of gigging and touring so yeah. much. It's like that money you're paying is paying for that gig, and yeah. we put it all out there and we put everything into that. That money is nothing to do with. The album yeah. we spent months recording. That's two as, as, as separate things. It's like saying when you're working in an office, it's like I've not been paid this week. It's like no, I paid yeah. you for last week though. Yeah, so yeah. I've paid you for last week. So like paid every other hour. Yeah, it's like whatever. no, that's not. It's two. It's two different things. So yeah. But anyway, let's but, not I mean, just rant I've, too much about. I've managed to somehow currency. like make enough money to live from music yeah. for ten years. Yeah. yeah. So and it's um, and it's still you know it's, I'm still managing to to figure it out somehow so it's Same like- man again it's why and it's again it's the taylor swift thing which i think was dope because everyone's like oh why is she moaning about pay it's like yeah it's for it's for other people it's not for <laughs> her it's not her getting Absolutely. annoyed and again the fact is i've been lucky i've lived off this for for, for nine years now yeah. um and it's all right yeah you know but as you said i i got in at just the right point if i was starting off now i wouldn't have a career oh, I wouldn't be able to do this Absolutely. it wouldn't I have wouldn't happened to... all, all my records everyone who's listened to this who knows any of my stuff would never have heard yeah. my stuff you know because yeah. that's just it's the, the industry now I didn't come from a, a wealthy family so yeah. I would have had to give up a lot earlier yeah. well that's the why fact labels is at that point I had enough to tick over I lived at home with my mum you know I, yeah. I've not got expensive tastes so it's, it's like I could get by on on, on literally five or six grand a year yeah. so so it was all yeah. right to just struggle by at that yeah. point but yeah well i think yeah i, I mean I, I guess like it just if you can it, like if you can do it year by year make it work yeah just like that's like that's all you can ask for it's yeah, like you're just lucky to and be- again p- people always say um and again i had this with when i had war and peace on the um on, yeah. on, on my label tour and people like oh you need to do more dates i was like that's the maximum amount of time that they can get off work. Yeah. Well, the same with our, the Because same they're with not earning lot. enough. Because they're yeah. not earning enough to, 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 to do this full time. Because yeah. there's not... Because people steal music and, and so on. And again, yeah. this isn't me... It sounds I like we're shooting on people. Again, do what you want to do, but these are the the facts of it. Know the actual in, intricacies of it. It's not the same as 10 years ago when, oh, we're stealing off a major label. For even Fuck like LimeWire and all that stuff, like Spotify sort of just made that stuff legal. It's yeah. like, well, everyone's stealing it. Let's just make it legal to to steal it. Yeah. Kind of, isn't it? It's yeah. just fucking, it is, it's very it is, weird. It's, 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 it's conscience a relief, in my opinion. But you did get signed, and yes. you didn't s- s- sell out as, as the guy in the punk <laughs> shop uh, thought. But but how was that? And, and, and was there any... I don't know. I think it's... It's, it, it must have been nice for you knowing that you changed your sound because of new stuff you yeah, were into. Yeah. Well, new but stuff still, from the 90s. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but stuff new to you, yeah. I guess. But was the, 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 are there any trepidation from anyone else in the band or anything like that? The fact that you've changed your sound and now got signed, 
have we just do you know what I mean have we sold out essentially the, 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 uh, uh, that is a question yeah there. I think um, no <clears throat> we were all really on, like everyone wanted to, to sound like we sounded and it was like yeah. we'd gone through I mean we'd sounded like so many different things as a band yeah. I remember seeing we saw the Icarus line all together as a band in like I guess it's like the late 90s or yeah. whatever and I was just like in love with that gear it was one of the best shows I've ever yeah, seen yeah, like, yeah. I love that band and the reason I loved it is because I was terrified. I was re- it was really yeah. frightening. Like awesome. I felt like because they were, it was just so unpredictable. And they were like, it was like he was like this weird gazelle on stage, was just darting around. He had yeah. makeup all over him. His hair was just like every, and it was yeah. fuck, it was really intense, intense. experience. Yeah, and that stays with me now. And I think about that like every now and again. How good that gig was! It must have been. You know, they were just sort of starting to do stuff then. And then that week, we started wearing makeup. And yeah. we started doing that. Yeah. We did some songs like that. And then we like... So we've been... We were like every sort of band. Everyone has taken influence from... Well, that's part yeah. of music. But Again, it's such a weird thing. We're, oh, you're ripping off that person. It's like, no, I'm a massive fan of that person. Isn't it? And like, they've influenced what I do now. Yeah, it's funny with Morrissey as well. He does... Morrissey only seems to support bands that kind of sound like him or rip them off a bit. Yeah, yeah. So he loves Gene. Yeah. And he loves Smoking Popes, who are also yeah. like one of my favourite yeah. bands, who sort of sound like him and like... So he's and he he was like a sort of supported us yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah. Like he was yeah. he he uh, he was really not really said some kind of stuff about, about the band, which was absolutely mental. But yeah, we just it changed so much. This happened to be the one that we were most comfortable clicked, with, yeah. and it just clicked. And we were like, "This is what we're like." And then, like, I guess we so we got signed, and we were like, "This is brilliant." We saw, and then we we had to do another record, and we didn't really know what to do with the second one. Yeah. So we sort of, try, I think we tried to go a bit like indie music. It's like, but do we change again? Yeah. Do we, do we develop Well, we kind of did. And like, I think we were trying to be a bit, do you know what I put it down to is like, we had this, the, we, we had the front cover of the enemy and we were meant to do Royal of Morrissey. Yeah. And we were like, up until like when we were about to do the interview, they changed it to Paul Weller. Oh, wow. Because Franz Ferdinand were doing Morrissey. Oh, shit. So yeah. we were, they were like, you can't do Morrissey, you do Paul Weller. And like, and like you know, like, I love Star Council. Yeah. Star Council's a great band. And I do like the jam. It's not necessarily like my, my favourite shit ever. Yeah. It, but, so we, we did the front cover and then, and then all these like mod kids started coming to our gigs, which, and, and like, yeah. I love, I, like I love the culture. I love seeing, especially the, the like, the sort of Americanized version of it that I've been yeah. surrounded with yeah. or whatever. But then I was like, oh, so we're like a mod band now. It's weird how small things like that can, can de- it really, define it a lot It made a massive... Stuff. And I was like, well, you know, I'm like happy to sort of roll with it. I feel I have to confess at this point, I've got a real... I've got real mixed emotions with Morrissey. Have you? I, I, I like a lot of his music. Yeah. I th- I've heard a lot of him being a complete piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but again, I, f- I don't need to go into that or rant on it, but I just feel he's come up so much and I've kind of chatted before of, man, he's said some bad things in the past, but he's also made some awesome music. But yeah. yeah he's another I mean, one. He's one where like, I've listened to so much of his music and it's so, it's so direct and in, yeah. it, lyrically it's so direct. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It speaks d- directly it's written some of the best lyrics and i didn't get that as a kid at all yeah. as a kid i was like fuck this guy what, what is this and it's yeah. only since i got older that i was like man there's some beautiful beautiful stuff here yeah no, he's he's so, yeah it, it, it sort of feels like he he brought me up a little bit like it feels yeah. like a surrogate yeah. father because i just listen to him so much and it's like it's such a he, he's so wise lyrically and i, yeah. I, I but also he, he definitely interview wise yeah he's like, he can be harsh he can be but an odd just, one. you know people are like everyone just tries to be a bit a bit 
all the best people, all the best interviews, all the best interviews are with people who are a little bit like and contradictory. And again, you can never, I've, I've, I've always been adamant that I will never make a solid decision on someone I've not met because you can never yeah, know. As absolutely. you've said there, the fact is to the world at that point, you were the b- biggest Paul Weller fans in the world. Yeah. And that was only because of Franz Ferdinand had yeah. happened to pick and I mean, I Morrissey it's like that I week. Decide, so it's, it's that yeah. kind of shit, that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, you don't know. It's the way the media is, the way the, the press who is. Was it? Some, who was it who said um, Noel Gallagher should charge for his interviews and give his music away for free? Yeah. Someone yeah, said yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. funny. That's great. That's true. <laughs> so, I mean, you kind of, you you got signed, you you blew up, and it was quite soon after that that you went on, on Celebrity Big, Big Brother. Well, that was quite a swift thing, right? It was so we did the we we basically toured for like three three years yeah. did nothing then we did the second record and it just didn't really it didn't like feel as exciting it was all a bit everyone was getting a bit bored of it and stuff yeah. and I, it was just like a bad it was just a bad vibe in the band yeah and we actually then toured with Paul Weller and the gigs weren't very good for us like everyone just wanted to see him and it yeah, was yeah, like yeah of course we were all a bit like oh well this is a bit shit and then. We sort of felt like we were going to get dropped anyway, and I think probably yeah. we would have done. And we were just like, "Oh, let's just let's f- maybe we're just going to fuck this up and like yeah. go back to university." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is still something like I keep waiting to have to like reach the end of like my career as a musician completely to go back to university. But yeah. now I'm getting so old that if I do it now, I'll be like a real mature student, yeah. and it's yeah. like. But so I might actually have to just try and keep keep in the music industry for long, like forever. Just keep maybe. the career going, yeah. Somewhere. But no, I I, I compl- completely get that. I've always kind of, I, I think it's a good way to, to, to live as well with that belief that it could end any minute. Yeah, like I'm, I'm expecting it to end any minute, and then each year it doesn't. It's yeah. kind of like, man, this is awesome. I'm always it kind of keeps you appreciative, how, I guess. And how close and to, to not having enough money I get. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly I'll get like a hit. It'll come around and, and, then, bang, and, then, yeah. and then it's fine. Um, so yeah, we were on tour with Paul Weller and I got a phone call just like, oh, do you want to go on Big Brother? And I, cause I talked about it before. Yeah. Cause so basically I talked about it thinking it was like a social experiment and I used to be, I was, you know, probably really pretentious about it looking back, but I find it fascinating. I find it, it fascinating. Is a good, and- it is a weird experiment and it does show, it is, it, it shows things about people that you sort of assumed to be true it just really confirms completely, everything completely. about I, how I, much I, we're just animals <laughs> yeah no 100% I, I got asked to go on on Celebrity Big Brother um, or I got an, I didn't get I got an inquiry if I'd be interested yeah. in blah 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 and I said I wouldn't and it was just the thing that annoyed me was if it wasn't on TV and it, if it wasn't yeah. such a risky one perception wise I'd love to because yeah. I, I genuinely find it fascinating I don't watch every series but I've watched it yeah. plenty and I've enjoyed it the fact is you watch it and they're arguing over stupid shit and you and every time and again this sounds arrogant but I'm quite a, a, a logical and calm yeah. person and every time I'm watching I'm thinking I'd solve that argument yeah. in one sentence yeah. if I was there now even mm-hmm. though I wouldn't be in it if I was there now they'd all be calm and they'd be chilled I'd smash yeah. this but I've also had had it where I'm seeing a girl for a while and it starts to become the biggest deal in the world that when she gets out of the shower she, like, she, she doesn't dry her feet much before <laughs> get, getting out so everything yeah. gets so and the smallest shit becomes the biggest deal so the fact is in Big Brother the thing that fascinates me is how would I feel it's, it's easy to watch from the outside yeah. and say you'd react well, fine I'm but completely you're calm. in there with, with, with all these people you don't know in close proximity and you've got fuck all to do yeah. so all you can do is think about the small things or notice the small things that are grating at you and things like that well I'm completely calm person like I never I'm, I'm so chill yeah that 
but I definitely told I mean, we'll Den- get on to Buzzcocks later. Oh, yeah. But yeah, continue. Go I on. definitely told Dennis Rodman <laughs> to fuck off at yeah. one point. And so yeah. I just uh, I like, it just brings out a weird side of you. But it's anyway- crazy. But again, I can understand the appeal. And I remember w- when you were announced, I remember that series and I was excited because yeah. I was like, I was into the ordinary boys. I was like, this is cool. This isn't the kind of person that's previously yeah. been on there. So this is a good thing that someone that isn't in a... Because you weren't huge, huge. No. You were a known band and you were kind it was of a weird about. choice so kind for of them to, <coughs> to do it anyway. But yeah. it's like with that whole thing, with going into like, I guess like the sort of gossip mag and all that sort of yeah. world, you think, oh, I'm going to go and do this interview with with uh, Pick Me Up magazine or whatever yeah. it is. And you think, I'm going to I'm gonna say, I've got some really interesting thoughts about, you know, important issues. And you yeah. talk, you do the interview and you say, you, you know, you talk about politics and you talk about, you know, you really like give you, think I'm fucking going to change the world. This will be brilliant. Yeah. And they just pick out the bits of the interview where you go, yeah. I like spaghetti. My yeah. favourite colour is red. And yeah. they just ignore it. And you just... You can't... Spaghetti is awesome, though, to be yeah, fair. It's, it's, pretty, nice. it's pretty rad. Um, and no, I completely agree. I had, I had, I had Ricky Hall on the podcast yeah. a while ago, who's a, a, a lovely lad, and he had huge backlash recently because he did an interview with someone. I, I can't even think who it was with. And he's a model, and they were asking his influences. And he was heart... I spoke to him afterwards. He was heartbroken. Yeah. He, he did... F- a fuck up and he is a fucking idiot for it but um he was heartbroken because he was like he got pulled through the sun and everyone just calling him the biggest idiot in the world because in one of the questions i said where do you you take your style influences he was like from the catwalk to films to to children to homeless people it's like man that's a dumb thing Mm. to say to say you're taking style it's but again he was like he didn't even think about it until until it came out because in the moment they're having such a nice conversation about so many things and then they've just gone right there's the one thing that we're going to jump on yeah Yeah, it's like man i feel i feel sorry yeah in that respect but that's the that's the nature of this yeah. of the of that kind of media i guess well right? they just, you just can't go you you can't go in there thinking that you're gonna change and I, th- I really did i was only young the yeah. thing is you have to remember when i did all this stuff i was a child like i was young i was like 20 yeah, yeah, like, yeah. years old or whatever and i was i just had no idea what i was getting i just did one decision after the other and just got myself into this world and it basically i, I think of it as like oh i had saw an opportunity to, to like be famous i thought oh let's try that and then I did it, and I just did it. It didn't suit me. Yeah. And so, yeah. do you know what? After that, after all the Big Brother and all that sort of stuff, it took me like years to not to to complete to try and like get rid of any kind of signs of it. Like I really and like I mean, detoxed man, myself. It, it, I went and lived in America for it wasn't three an, years. It wasn't until I was I was prepping for this that I realised how actually short a period that all was. Oh yeah, I was, that it was. You were on Big b- b- yeah. Big Brother. Um, obviously, you met your your wife yeah. to be at that point um you got married and it was was literally a year or two later like that, year, and yeah. again we can talk about this that the marriage ended that the ordinary boys ended yeah. and all of this was between 2006 and 2008 right yeah maybe like a year and a bit really. i guess i moved to america in 2008 yeah for like yeah. A, for a good couple of years and and yeah just proper detox myself of it all um yeah, so anyway, how was it in there? Like, how was that as an ex- experience? <coughs> oh, it was, was it ma- something you still value, or was it something you look back and go, "That was a that no"? Was a, I, a mistake. I value the actual time in in Big Brother is like still one of the best times of my life. Yeah, like, it was so fun because you don't have to worry about your rent, you don't have to worry yeah. about anything. You like, yeah. you don't have to worry about washing your clothes and like you're just there and like it's you, you just have all this time to think and and you're in there with 
like I was in there with Pete Burns. Do you yeah. like, you're in yeah, there with yeah, legends yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. And like, again, that's another thing that people uh, don't realise, and we've touched upon it that you weren't that successful as a band at no, that point. No. So again, it's that <laughs> illusion. Everyone in there is this massive yeah. celebrity. And this it's like f- for you, you're thinking things like I don't have to to pay yeah. to, to, to worry about my rent or buy my own dinner. Yeah, exactly. Or, or do this or do yeah. that. It's like. That's exciting. But me and <laughs> yeah. Pete Burns used to... Actually, I've got some like, quite good Morrissey stories that yeah. Pete Burns has told me, but oh, really? not, not ones to share not in this medium. Podcast, but, right, and it, also yeah. Michael Alleg, he, he was like good friends with Michael Alleg from yeah. like, Club Kids. And, yeah. like, had, he had some mental stories about him. That were, like, yeah. So we used to just sit there every evening and just when everything... You know, the bits that they just wouldn't show, the advert breaks, yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, it's now five o'clock. Yeah. We're just me and Pete Burns, like, just like... Yeah. Talking like trash on, yeah, on a bit of it. Like, so the valuable points will be the points knew, that no one like, saw. Jane County and stuff. He's like, yeah. such a legendary guy, Pete Burns. So, how how did you feel about. Um, I guess I'm jumping forward to when you came out. Yeah. How people were put across and perceived on there. Because I'd say Pete Burns didn't come across that great. So, it's interesting to but hear that he was like, a great guy and all this kind of thing. But, you know, he's a great guy in like. He's a fucking. He's just a punk legend. Yeah. And like, yeah, I just yeah, think yeah. he's brilliant. But. But, um, you know, he, it's, it's like the things that people, again, it comes back to like that, um, that John Munson book, but like, um, the things that people get upset about in the real life, in the real world versus what they get upset about when people write it on Twitter or do it in the big brother house or whatever, the level of offense that people take is so much Completely. more t- like twitchy than yeah, a hundred percent. And I, it's so again, re- I, I had a, it's, it's it's a similar thing I was mentioning before. I was I was, I was going out with a girl and it was in the public eye, and when we split up, tons of people were, were so furious at her at the timing of it, the pace or or whatever else. And the fact is, I was like, yeah, it was shitty. But when I was at college. And my girlfriend cheated on me with my best mate. Yeah, so that's way worse. Yeah, that's a, but, but, yeah. but that wasn't in the public. I mean, eye. it's like if and, your and mate, shit like that happens. If man. your mate said like, "Oh, I'm going for like homeless chic or whatever," and yeah. you'd probably just be a bit like, you'd be like oh, "Mate, shut up." Yeah, but you would, it wouldn't be going on and on for yeah. months and months. You'd be like, "You're a bit of a dick." Oh, yeah, just sort it out. And but, isn't it? It's, it's just really worse. Twitter's the, the worst for it because yeah. it's like people. It's like retweeting with such a sense of like sort of smugness to it. I, re- and I people, feel really sorry for people who make silly I, mistakes. I got in an argument once with um, um, a, 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 a leading kind of feminist and it really annoyed me because we had this big discussion because she felt I was in some way condoning a d- a domestic violence, which I'm so yeah. obviously ridiculously against. It was. It, I'll, I'll explain it really briefly. This yeah. isn't about me. This is... the the Preston episode, but um, <laughs> um, I did a tweet just, 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 just one morning saying, um, take cocaine if you, if you want to take cocaine, but be aware that you're an unsufferable cunt when you're on it. Because yeah. everyone, like, some of my best friends are fans of cocaine. Yeah. I love them, but I can't stand them when they're on it. That, so I just did this tweet. I didn't know that that morning it had come out that an, a Nigella Lawson had... Yeah. had been beaten up by her husband and his excuse was she was oh, off her shit. face on cocaine yeah. so it looked like i was commenting on that which i wasn't but yeah. completely understand people going nuts me as this this active feminist was coming at me on twitter and i was like look we had this long discussion i was like i completely understand your point of view damn that looks bad yeah. you know I, I get that that's there's no excuse for that but we had this big discussion and in the end she kind of we agreed and we we're like yeah. all right yeah it was a fuck up with this but then i looked at her page and the only point she had retweeted 
were the bits that made me look bad. Yeah. It's like, you, you didn't retweet the bits where I said, no, 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 where I explained yeah. and things like that. It's like, that's not cool, man. Because yeah. that's, that's, again, it's taking things out of context. It's another thing, it's another just part of like the, the world changing a little bit due to, you know, Spotify's changing music. Yeah. And just Twitter and everything, it's changing the way people, it, it's make, it sort of gives, make, makes you a bit afraid of, of what you speaking, what yeah, what of speaking a little bit, yeah, and I think that's what that's part of like when I came out of Big Brother and I was like suddenly like had this little, this sort of spotlight on me for a yeah. few months or whatever, and like it, I it just makes you have to sort of second guess yourself and it's really it, you just sort of feel like you start to lose yourself, you start a to overthink bit. every every decision yeah, and like, every choice. You can't right? remember who you are. It's like it's like when people it's even like doing this podcast when yeah. I was like. And, I'm, and people are saying, like, oh, you know, just be yourself. And I'm thinking, I'll oh, be yourself. But then even that, there's like a, Which just the fact that that's myself? a command yeah. that already that I have to think about. But it's like, it's just not fun. It's no fun. And I'm, I can't, I couldn't, it's just completely unsustainable to yeah. real life to do that, I think. It's a weird world. And particularly to be thrust so immediately into it and without your knowledge if this makes yeah. sense so you're in that house unaware of the rest of the world. And I was, I you really, come out of that house and particularly again, as you, you, I fell in love, you know. Yeah. You've, you've 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 made a relationship. You're then coming out of that house with huge media pressure yeah. and attention. And, and I had else. no, I really going into it, I had no idea that it would be that it would change my life like that. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't have a clue. I was completely oblivious to. to I thought I'd come out and like. <clears throat> I was. I'm really aware. Like when we got signed as a band, I'm aware that as a band, almost every band. Has to just manage their decline. You have yeah. your first album; the rest is managing your decline. Yeah, 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 yeah that's true. You're like, you know, you might be Coldplay, yeah, and and you, yeah. but the chances are, ninety nine percent of the time, it's decline management. So you yeah. just like everything is fleeting, and like um, I was so aware of that, and I was like, same with when I came out, and I was like famous for a bit. I was so aware that that was just going to be a short thing. Yeah. Let's just enjoy it for a minute. There's a, a podcast. A, a called the Nerdist. I, yeah, I don't really listen yeah, to much yeah, Nerdist, but it's it's brilliant. Anyone who's listening should listen. And Tom Hanks was on it for an yeah. episode, and he gave the best quote for because they were asking him, particularly with Big and everything else. He was just hit after hit, yeah. and he was the biggest thing in the world. They were like, "How do you keep your feet on the ground?" And he said, "Well, what you've got to realize is, you know, all of a sudden you're MC Hammer. Yeah. You know, everything's crazy. You're yeah. fucking MC Hammer all of a sudden. But what you've always got to keep in the back of your mind is next year." you could be MC Hammer. Yeah. And again, it's yeah. that, that, that beautiful epitome of, yeah, the biggest thing in the world and then gone. Yeah. So again, that's a, it, it sums it up It's going to be interesting me. to see what One Direction, what, what they do like as a, yeah. a solo yeah. act and, and all that. I think that's, because there was a great, it was like Joey Fatoni or whatever. From, yeah. He, he yeah. did a great little quote. Apparently that was fake. Oh, was I've it? not read it yet, but apparently, because he did an open letter, didn't he? Yeah. That was kind of saying... Um, yeah, because anyone who doesn't know, he was in NSYNC and Timberlake yeah. went off and did his thing and Jerry Fatone is now Jerry. But apparently, yeah. it was a, apparently it was a fake letter, but apparently it was beautiful it anyway. Was it was really, just perfectly yeah, nailed nice and on point. Um, but yeah, so so I think I came out and I was like, oh, let's just enjoy it for a little bit. And then I, I sort of naively thought, I'll, I'll go and like do all these interviews and say all this like important stuff and no one fucking listened and they just yeah. wrote. I mean, the fact <laughs> is, again, do you feel, obviously, I mean, we don't need to go into tons of, detail if you don't but, but, but obviously with Chantel you were in a really heightened situation and then yeah. then when you're coming out all of the focus was on that rather yeah. than necessarily anything you wanted to say intelligent exactly or I mean I, I, like that. 
It's really I try even and, on the music, even though obviously the music will have taken a big step yeah. up. Still, people, the main interview questions are going to be about your relation. Are you getting married? Yeah. Is this love? Is this serious? Or was it just on the show and so on yeah. and so forth? Well, it's funny as well with the with with the third record. So we did the third record and it's super poppy yeah. record, yeah, which was completely intentional because I thought. Like I was in this other world now, yeah. and I was thinking, I wonder if I could just make a record that has like huge pop. The pops, sung, you know, we got like four, yeah. four, four or five top ten singles off that album, yeah. and that was the that was the goal. But I hadn't really thought that I would be. I, I just feel bad for like the people who really liked the first album and like yeah. stuck with it, and just like they must have just been like, "What is what happening? The what the fuck is going yeah. on?" And and like obviously now because I do I write for like other people now, yeah. So now. I realise that like I can't like the what I learnt from that third record is like how to craft a pop song. Yeah, but shouldn't have been ordinary boys. Yeah, so, like, it wasn't yeah. an ordinary boys record. It that's kind of the like, beauty of, of how things can work now. And again, that's not an easy thing to learn either. Because yeah. I remember early on, I was asked um, to write uh, some or to work with the prodigy on yeah. some lyrics. And Liam Howlett hit me up, and Liam's amazing. I'm going to have him on the podcast at some point, and he hit me up, and I was too green at that point i yeah. i wrote some scroobius pip lyrics yeah, and gave yeah, it yeah. to him and that's not not prodigy lyrics and yeah. he was like this is dope but i don't think i can do anything with it because yeah. it's really intricate really tight rhyming schemes yeah. and all this kind of it's like that's not the prodigy and now again i feel right if i, I sat down i i could write some prodigy lyrics i could write some adele lyrics yeah. i could write do you know what i mean could, could you, you you grow to that point where you've got that confidence to not make it all about yeah. you. It's not go, oh, look at how clever my lyrics are. It's like, that's not what it's about. There's I far wrote, more than just being clever to someone. I write a lot with, with Nick Hodgson from Kaiser Chiefs yeah. as well now. He's a writer. So yeah, yeah, we've yeah. sort of both, we've done like the exact, we, I guess we both quit being in a band around the same time. Maybe yeah. not, maybe mine was a bit earlier. But So we've both sort of been trying to find our feet and not write. Like he, he writes, he'll be like, we'll be writing, trying to write a pop song, or whatever. Yeah. He'll be like, Oh fuck, that's Kaiser Chiefs song. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 And it's yeah. like it's really interesting to try and find because you, as a songwriter for other people, you want to, you kind of want to have your own voice and your own kind yeah. of thing. But then you have to apply that it's to not completely. For you. It's not for exactly. you. You know, and it makes and lyric, that's a lyrically, huge thing to especially, let go it makes it really interesting yeah. because it's hard to to. I'm so used to writing like you know what my opinion which is yeah. like, like ordinary first ordinary boys album is very opinionated yeah and like um it's kind of funny as well it's like they're all like little jokes yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. but writing pop stuff you have to think how can you make this like universal but still have some kind of weight to it or whatever yeah, yeah. and yeah so but anyway me I and mean, Nick, it, it, it gets pulled off as well that um and people will get mad at this because i'm known for for lyrics and spoken word and all this kind of thing but that um, a, a, a Rihanna song that I don't think it's got it's barely got any other lyrics yeah. other than I found um, love in a hopeless yeah. place. I think that's an amazing lyric yeah, and the really melody is. of it and everything. I think that's to to be honest as a whole song it doesn't do much yeah. for me because for me it's not the kind of progression I enjoy. But as an actual piece that has stuck in my head yeah. for years of like man I wish I'd written well, that. American lyric. radio music and I get told this a lot by by writers of how it's just become more and more repetitive. Yeah. And actually to the point of it being like, there's they don't have second verses anymore yeah. in American radio music. Yeah. It's like, a, yeah. it's, it's absolutely weird. So yeah. you'll be in, it's true. You'll be in sessions with Americans and like, I've, I've, I've worked with Americans quite a lot 
and you'll you'll write too much stuff. I'll be yeah. like giving them too many lyrics. They're like, no, 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 no. We'll so, just repeat that bit. So should we st- start the second verse? Like, no, no, we'll just yeah, do no, the hook and the then we'll do a little bit yeah. of that first verse again. Well, they, yeah, it. it's like the hook and the like the bridge, and then that's it. It's like yeah. it's like fucking weird. I still like the the whole like old you know old fashioned verse chorus verse chorus middle eight chorus yeah like lyric progression and everything yeah I had, I had um, Andrew Shim from This Is England yeah room for Aromia Brass on 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 last week's one and we were discussing people turning on Dizzy Rascal and and whilst I agree I, I like the the progression I still think bonkers he wrote an amazing yeah. first verse and then just did it again and yeah. it's dope like, yeah. like i don't hate it it's, it's yeah. still i listen to it, it's like yeah i wanted to hear this verse again because yeah. to be honest some of my favorite rap songs or punk songs it's the first verse i love and well, i'll listen like, to it and i'll start f- it again third verse same as the first yeah it? yeah <laughs> again i'll go back and listen to that again it's like well they've just done that for me yeah. they've gone this is the good one this yeah. is the this, this is the shit. I'm, I've been. I was, I, was, I was talking to Sage Francis a while ago, and I was tempted on the new record I'm working on to do a whole record of songs that have just got one verse yeah. and then end because it's like ninety percent of the time as a writer that one verse just comes like that, you know and then quite- you have to sit down and craft a second and third. Like, and that's the bit that becomes the the work. It's like, yeah. well, this just came naturally and beautifully. Maybe it should just end there. Yeah. Well, especially like. With writing sessions, you so basically you like meet people you you like never met them before. Like, yeah. hello, how you doing? Within half an hour, you're like telling them your all your feelings about love and about yeah, your yeah, yeah, heart yeah, yeah. and your you know how you feel about like what was what's the saddest moment you've ever had and like with writing with someone, and it does sometimes feel like you get to the second verse and you're like it's like you're like speaking to your shrink. Yeah. And it's like it gets yeah, really yeah, hard work, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. with strangers. I yeah, find that you're a bit really weird. pouring everything out there. Yeah, and, and like, and it's like not for you as well. It's just yeah. a weird, it's a weird old world, world really. It's strange. So, so again, let's rewind back a bit because again, it's probably not the most. It's not something we're going to dwell on for ages. But I do want to talk about the Buzzcocks incident because yeah. that's something that you got really known for. I, um, yeah, I wasn't so much aware of it until till more recently. I guess I think that the Buzz because I moved. I guess just after that, I moved, you to, moved America to America and, and, and just escaped like, it all. Now, now, uh, for me, m- my perception of it, and again, as as you've said with the John Ronson stuff, and again, if anyone we keep referencing it, he's, he's got an amazing book, and he was on the podcast a while yeah. ago, and it's about people just attacking on Twitter and yeah. social media and being the judge, jury, and executioner. Um, m- my thought of that was right. Number one, that's that did seem like an overreaction at the point, but equally, I know that as a musician and coming from the left of centre one of the main things I've always I, I, I wanted to go on was Buzzcocks. Yeah. I've been so, on it before. It's, I've been on, yeah. twi- I went on it with Mark Lamar and it was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely fine. <laughs> exactly. So when you're on there, as again, you are a musician. Yeah. But all that's being referenced is your wife. And again, that's still something you're going to be right to be defensive of yeah, in many I mean, ways. You I, know? Just, I just feel like I was brought up to like, if someone is being horrible about your family, yeah. then yeah. that's not all right. My mate, there's a poet called Tim Clare who's who's really good. Okay. And when um, Don't Flop has been getting bigger and bigger, so it's, yeah. so it's a battle rap thing and a yeah, lot yeah, more, yeah. more poets were going on there. He was invited on it and I was doing a gig with him and he'd, he'd just turned it down because he's like, I love it, but I've just got married. And yeah. that's going to be everyone's ammunition because the fact is I've I've been off for a month or two. I will be doing Don't Flop just after my honeymoon. Yeah. Everything will be about my wife and my honeymoon. Is like, And 
I, I won't be able to handle it. Yeah. It was like, I'd, I'd, I'd love to go on it, but I won't be able to handle it. And I was like, I get that. That's, that's legit. It's, 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 it's a legitimate, and again, no, not everyone will be like that, but it's a legitimate thing to be defensive yeah. with your family. I don't you know, know, and I, I just to not like, want people to talk shit. <laughs> I think, because he, because basically like, he was reading off a, he, he has this yeah. auto cue that 10 Again, I've got to say as well though, that Simon Amstel does just kill it. He's so dry. Oh, yeah, so, he, I'm sure like, you, I'm sure it didn't feel like it at the time, but in general on that show, I think he was a master at just his yeah. dry, dry delivery of but, you know, I, I guess I, it was just I was frustrated. I, I didn't yeah. like. She was in the audience, and I, I was just even, like, like oh, didn't even realise that. I, I, I felt like I was doing something to her, and I was just yeah. like, oh, do you know what? I can't. I, I just like. I get that. Want to remove myself from the situation? It's good because I think three people have walked off a, a, a legendarily, and now you know we've met and we chat. A Huey Morgan walked off, yeah. and I love Huey. He's a mate, and he's, yeah. he's legit. And also, I was like, because it was he, he walked off because of the Rizzle Kicks lads, who also know yeah. who are lovely. But I was watching that thinking, I'd shut up if I were you lads, because he'll destroy you. Yeah. He's, he's, he, he can look after himself. He's, he's, yeah, he's, see, he's no I joke. massively can't. So <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, there you go. I just really can't. I'm like, I, I don't really. I wouldn't know how to have a go at anyone. I, d- yeah. I just don't like. Yeah. Um, but again, it's walking away from it. So again, it's kind of good then, I guess, that at that point you went off to America quite quick. Yeah. So did you go with Chantel or was that no, when I, it ended? It ended. I, so we we moved to Brighton and, and she wanted to move to Essex and I wanted to move to Brighton and we yeah. ended up moving to Brighton. I won't hear a thing against Essex. No, I, yeah, you know, I was in Essex yesterday <laughs> and I, I, um, doing my driver's awareness thing. Yeah, that, yeah, that we've do. both done, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it made me realise how much I miss it. I haven't been there for ages. It's yeah. such a lovely place. I just feel like the people would, like, They're just, proper. like, have a real vibe. I love proper. it. Um, so she went, we, and I, I was like, no, let's move to Brighton. And she just really wasn't happy about that. And then yeah. we weren't near any of her friends. And I just felt it was really, she, she struggled with that a lot and, like, I think it just it just fell apart. I, it's, it's tough, man. I genuinely think so, so many relationships would be far easier if it was only you two in the whole yeah, world. Absolutely. And that's how absolutely. that's how your relationship started. It was in the Big Brother house with no outside yeah. influence. The fact is, when there's friends, family, or even even worse, if you're in the public eye, onlookers, your fan base, her yeah. fan base, and so on and so forth, it becomes so much harder to then be in the real world, I yeah. guess. Well, and also I think there is that argument of, of whether we, like, fell in love with each other, but also, like, fell in love with what it meant to be together which was this excitement and the yeah yeah and it was like there was you know it it was an exciting time and and i associate her with just like feeling like like i can take on the world or whatever so i was just like and you know but i did she's really such a sweet girl yeah and then it just like i think i just had a moment and i was like i don't want to do this band I don't want to be famous. I don't want to. I can't be married to this girl anymore. I don't want to live in Brighton. And I just yeah. had a. I just had a proper moment, like a real, like yeah. f- like a movie, like a meltdown. And yeah. I just got. I literally. The way it happened is, I like. I'd had an argument with her. Like bro- we we broke up essentially, which is like h- pretty harsh if you're married. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's a huge I just went to the airport and I I I didn't even know you could do it, but I bought a plane ticket from the airport. Oh wow! As, and I didn't have any stuff. And I was like, my best friend lives in Philadelphia. I'm going to go and see my best friend. And then I stayed there for like 
well, sort of on and off for, for years after that. That's am- uh, amazing. It was really, it was more dramatic well, than you've you. got so much you're essentially tied to. But again, if you're feeling at that point, this is everything I, I need to end. I need yeah. the band to end. I need the the all the pushing of public appearances or public perception yeah. or public view to end. I need my marriage to end yeah. sadly then yeah that's that's that must have been a huge a huge pressure and how was it to get to philadelphia because i'd imagine that it would suddenly feel like a huge a weight off your shoulder as well well it was so i i went i can remember the day i got there actually i haven't, I haven't even really thought about this for years but i got there and i was staying in like it was called the roadway in and it was yeah. like a, one of those like communal kitchen um like hotels tiny yeah. horrible single bed room whatever and i was staying there and i just sort of I remember unpacked my bag and just like, and was just like, what, like, what the fuck have I done? Yeah, what the fuck have I done? And it was, yeah, it was a really, it was like, I think if I hadn't been in, if I hadn't been like in the public eye and whatever, I wouldn't have sort of done it in such a had to do it in such a dramatic way. But I needed to just to just like, and I just didn't have, I didn't bring a phone. I didn't go on the internet. Your life is feeling like a film at that point. Yeah, exactly. So there becomes a point where you have to make every action. Yeah, I can remember like drinking at the at the Philadelphia like at the um, airport bar and stuff, just feeling like this is such a weird movie. But like that's crazy. But you know, and then at that point, I I had I felt I was really like I've had such a interesting full amazing life like rich full of loads of these opportunities what a life to have and i was yeah. like 25 or whatever thinking like shit is that it now like i can't do anything done? better yeah. than that like i've i've had you know i've been in this band and we toured for we toured extensively and like it was brilliant and i had yeah. this tv thing and the and i'm now like probably gonna get divorced and like and that was a. I, I had to cope with like. With you've, like, yeah, it feels like you've had done it? a fifty-year-old's life. In, yeah, exactly. in the last five years, and then you've had the the the, the music success, the TV, the marriage, yeah. the falling apart, the ups, the downs, yeah. which should span, as said, ten, twenty exactly. years. Exactly, and, and I was just like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah. And I didn't. I didn't have a fucking clue. I was just like, mate. I kept trying to think of jobs that I wanted to do, which yeah. is still like I was saying earlier. Like I still think what is going to be my next i don't i'll I'll do something else after this i just have no idea what it is yeah 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 yeah. um and i love writing and you know it's so anyway so i didn't know what i was going to do and i came back to to um england eventually after like two or three years yeah and i was like maybe i'll make another record and i tried to make another record that that didn't work you know i didn't want to do that it wasn't was that going as a solo yeah and it just didn't i just didn't want to do it i didn't want to be i didn't want to perform even yeah and then I wrote a song, and then it ended up being like Ollie Murs ended up doing it, and it yeah. was number one, yeah, and stuff. And I was like, oh, I can be a writer, yeah. And then I mean, that's the perfect a, a, a scenario if if you've got sick and annoyed of all the 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 fame side yeah. of things, but you've still got a passion to write, you've still got exactly. that urge to write. It's kind of right. I can still have the joy of writing, and let's not lie i have the the financial yeah. benefits of writing mm-hmm. but i don't have to be doing the media circus and all this kind and of thing and you get to do like different types of you know you can do all different genres without everyone going like like oh, oh you're changed. doing this yeah, you're yeah, doing, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah i've completely. changed you know what i did like I, I i did a garage song yesterday yeah and i'm doing like a and that's it the fact is you what you get known for on on your first a record that breaks 
is one thing that you yeah. wrote at that time. Exactly. Know, most people's CD collection isn't. It's it's not the. 90s anymore yeah. you don't only have punk in your CD yeah. collection you have a bit of punk you have a bit of hip hop you have a bit of dance exactly. you, have, you know you have a, a variation so it's perfectly acceptable and I mean um, uh, me and Dan lucked out that our first record you couldn't really put it into yeah. any category it kind of had a bit of indie yeah. vibe it had a bit of punk vibe yeah. it had hip hop it had dance so it meant that we couldn't piss too many people off. Yeah. We still Wait. pissed some people <laughs> off. There was still some with when Get Better came out, people thought it was too poppy and yeah. this kind of thing. It was like, I oh, well, cool. This That's is just the thing what we as well. This like, is you, our thing. You're going to piss people off, like, Regardless. no matter what you do. Yeah. So you might as well just do whatever you want to do. Exactly. I think. But, but um, so uh, you came back and started to write for other people. Where did that come in with. Because you also. I'm quite rubbish at the chronology of my own life. Yeah, I'm just. I mean, the bit that I'm just getting. You return to Big Brother, which is the bit that seems crazy considering everything you, so that, that's, that's been said. And what was the thing? And again, I I'm guess sure that it's logical. Was, and that just... was when I came back from Philadelphia. Yeah, I guess that was like around the time I. Was... And it was kind of a, a, a best of type thing. I, I, I wasn't it at the point that it was ending on Channel Four or something. So they were doing kind I think of maybe a, it was the last Channel Four one. Yeah, so they were doing a kind of the. the, the some of the biggest names from yeah. over the years of, of Celebrity Big, Big Brother. And you were reunited in that uh, with Chantel. Yeah. How was that? Because, again, it's nice that it's not like you had tons of ill will. And even now you're still like, no, she's a lovely girl. So Yeah, she. Uh, that was like... That, I could sort of forgotten that I'd done that. Yeah, let's throw that <laughs> in there. <laughs> um, I guess that was like... I guess that was when I was thinking about maybe around the solo record. The solo record, yeah, 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 thinking right. Um, is but this it was viable? like it was at the end of a series. It was like a, just a few. Maybe it was like five day one. But yeah, yeah. I had been speaking to Chantel at that point, and I knew she was going in. Yeah. Um. So it was fine. I mean, we we we're still like I text her all the time, and, yeah. and like she, we're we're tight. Like yeah. we've we've got no bad feelings. Yeah, and, that's like, dope. Yeah. So with the. Uh, the writing for other people um did you like how did you f- find your way into that did you have a partnership in mind or someone you were working with or was it a case of here's who we're going to put you with it was a Can case you write a song for for ollie Murs for whoever else? yeah well, so it was a case of like i John wrote Newman. the song and it was like and then just yeah that and got then ollie up. got got it and then like and then it was number one and people were like contacting me. Do you know what? The, I did, I went to Miami at one point to write with Enrique Iglesias. Amazing. <laughs> I was like, so we get to this like hotel and we stayed, it was in the financial district, sort of away from everywhere, anything yeah. good. And we were just in this hotel room, small hotel room all day. And all night, yeah. we had the little studio set up in the corner. Did you fall in love a little bit? Because, oh, you know, it's hard not to be in a room with he that came guy, up, Every day he, com- he comes up in a... In an elevator that yeah. just comes into the room, like directly Brilliant. into the room, and he just like the doors would open and you'd start writing, <laughs> and then we Amazing. would we would keep writing and writing, and it was we wanted to do a ballad. It was like he was after a ballad. Yeah. We ended, yeah. it ended up being a, a duet with Kylie Minogue that Amazing. was on their records, but um, so the door, he yeah he would sit there and like you'd sort of present something, work on it for like a few hours, and then he every time he'd go, it's beautiful, it doesn't kill me. That was every time. And you just wow. be like, oh, for fuck's sake. Damn. So over and over again, we had to like... And then eventually, yeah, we, eventually we, we got something. It was really good. It That's was awesome. such a good experience. And what was it called? It's songs called Beautiful. That's, yeah. That's what I thought. I thought yeah. <laughs> so, it's yeah. kind of, it's like, so, so finally you just said... It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's, the, that's the song name. Perfect. Um, so, so 
obviously you've been enjoying that. So what was then the catalyst to kind of go, right, I need to get the ordinary boys are back together because yeah. you did a few a reunion gigs right and then a reunion tour well I, then, you were, you, people will call, will call them reunion whatever but like yeah. it was just like oh let's do some gigs let's do some gigs let's do yeah. some gigs so it's like I'm, I just miss my friends like yeah and so I've, I haven't been in London that long really I've like I still live in Brighton but I rent in yeah. London yeah so I'm, I'm trying to move up properly but it's like I haven't got that many friends in London yet still yeah. And when you're over 30, it's really hard to meet yeah, friends. Yeah, 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 it's yeah like, damn right. I think I want to invent like a Tinder app, but maybe like Friender or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, I really want to go and see Mad Max Fury Road at the yeah, IMAX. Yeah. Who, who's into that? Who, and lives in like near me. Who's up for it, yeah. And I just think that would be really, really just successful. Complete, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. Um, so anyway, so like my friendship group's like, you know, I've got some really close friends. it's weird. Friends. I'm, 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 I'm going yeah, to stick sorry, on, no, that, go back on, to the on that idea, idea for a minute because I think it's great because it's weird because... That is doable, yeah, for normal people. Yeah, and that sounds odd that we're. I'm saying that we're not, but the fact is, on social media, you you can kind of do that. You can yeah. find a like-minded people, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. make friends with. But if you've got a public um, persona or image, it's not as easy because you're then you're then saying to ordinary boys fans. Yeah, yeah. Who wants to come so. and hang out with Preston? Yeah, you know, rather than yeah. look, who wants to just you know who, just regular. Let's just yeah. I forget about I mean? that quite a lot actually. I, went, I, mean? so I did Tinder for a while. It would be a beautiful thing. I, I went oh, really? On, yeah, How was yeah. It? Um, it was fine. It was like I didn't. I never met up with anyone. Yeah, but I like would just. It's like Angry Birds for like uh, the the like over thirties. Yeah. Um, or I guess not over thirty. You know, the yeah. third, our generation or whatever. Yeah. But I would just sort of fiddle with it a little bit, and then. And I hadn't really thought about whether I sort of had just forgotten that that, that like there's any that public be, image, yeah. yeah. And, I, and then and then suddenly it was in a paper, someone going like Preston on Tinder, like what a loser or whatever. Yeah. But it's off. like, well, fuck off, I just want a girlfriend. Jesus, leave me alone. Um, but yeah, so I didn't have that. I've, I've got like maybe you know, like four or five really tight, yeah. like really close friends that yeah. I love in London. But I love my my. Boys in my band, I've known them yeah. for years. I lived with yeah. with Charlie, the drummer, for like three years with him and his dad. Like, yeah. put me up for like three years. Like, do you know what they fed me? Also, would give us cigarettes because his dad Amazing. would go. When we were really young, it's quite funny. But I love it. Um, so, uh, so I just want to like if you go if we go on tour, we're going on tour for like for thirty days. Yeah, we're doing like twenty seven gigs in thirty days or something. But having the band is like that's just a way to make it so that my best friends like have to hang out with me they've yeah, got no yeah, choice yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, that's perfect for, for a month so yeah um, I love that but this one because we're doing a record now I mean we've done yeah. a record so it's like how I even, was the, that first gig uh, back together though because did you do the Hoxton Bar and Kitchen or, or we did or birthdays, like that, kind of, birthdays oh, birthdays was yeah, really, oh my god fuck, it was absolutely brilliant like, world, maybe but, the best gig I've ever done yeah do you know I've had I like I, birthdays. It's, it's a great little just underground. Oh my god, it's awesome! Dark. Yeah, it's all pissed jeans in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. We were. I, I was sort of like, oh, should I do this as like a new band and like to change the name and stuff like that? Like maybe that's what I should do because I just wanted to make like a punk album because yeah. I've done so much pop music. I was just like yeah. desperate to do something that's a little bit more punk again. Yeah, and also I was like, I wanted the people who liked the first album to like be able to feel like they've got some kind of like something that sounds a bit like that yeah, feels yeah, a bit yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. and I was like oh should I change the name we've got like we had a new guitarist who's like who's my friend is in a band called Spectrals who are yeah. really like really yeah, fucking yeah. awesome band um, but then I thought why would I change the name it's like I'm not 
embarrassed about it, the band. Like, yeah. I love my band. Yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. we're really good. I thought, yeah, especially the first record. I think it's like I, I, I'm a fan of that record. Like, yeah, I, I don't cool. care. Like saying yeah, completely. that. And um, so I thought, fuck it. I'm not like we'll just keep it ordinary boys and just be really. I just want to be really proud of it. I want to like smile when I think about the band. Yeah. And, and it's like it was getting a bit hard to do that after all the, yeah. all the wonky Big Brother shit. What were you? What What's your plan um, tour wise? what kind of split are you thinking of new stuff versus old stuff? Because you've kind of said that the th- third record none yeah, we of don't, you were really into. We so don't play, kind of... we only play like, we play the first record, yeah. like most of it really, yeah. I guess. And then maybe we'll play like half, like four or five, or I guess the record will be out by the time the tour starts. So I guess yes. we can play so like... So the record's out in October, right? Oh yeah, October 2nd, I think. So this will be going out on September 23rd, so okay. the week before, essentially, Great. or a week or so before. Cool. So pre-orderable now on iTunes yeah. and all on Amazon yeah. and all these other things. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but we don't. We do like maybe two songs off the second record. But yeah. I, I, the thing is, people really like the second record. Like it's got yeah. a, it's got its its fans. But yeah. I have a funny time right. with it. Yeah. It's just like I have a. Do you know what I think? I had a really bad toothache, like really bad toothache when I was making that record. Yeah. And I think it suffers it because of it. It resonates, there's a connection. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. it is, maybe it's just association, but... Yeah, <laughs> but, bad memories. <laughs> but the first record was such an... It, it felt like what naturally kind of happened, and then you do, you just overthink it after yeah. that. Yeah. And now, I, we, this is a natural record where we just, like, did it with with mates and, like... Oh, that's it. I mean, that's what's cool, and what I find interesting is you're coming back to writing with your band, but this is going to sound odd, but as a grown up, yeah. like having gone through some shit, yeah, yeah, like yeah. having, as you said, having turned up an air, up at an airport with nothing, yeah. no, no luggage and just bought a ticket because you needed to get out the country. There's it's, it's a world of difference from the first record you've written just because it's you and your mates, the, 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 uh, the next record you're second guessing yourself the record yeah. after that you're really second guessing yeah. yourself kind <laughs> of guessing whereas yourself. now you're like yeah you're going right I've now I've lived I've got the experiences and again everyone always says how your first record that's all your life experiences yeah. and you put that in one record and now you have to do another record yeah. based on the experiences in that month yeah. or two in between well, whereas, I've, yeah I've managed to like do, have, a, have another life's worth of, yeah, of experiences exactly it's like, so it kind but of it makes sense right at the same time this record isn't it's not really it's sort of just like more of a uh like it's not it's definitely not like self-referential about anything yeah. that's happened to me it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah, a yeah. fuck it's not it's just like music. it's just yeah. some like nice punk music uh, have you did you have any like when you were writing for other people? Were there any points where you'd start to write something and think, "No, that's that's an ordinary boy's song, or that's a presser song, or, or vice versa"? When working on this record, have you kind of had stuff that's like, "No, that's not right for the yeah, ordinary boys"? Yeah, lyrically, definitely, this is right for you know whoever's yeah. big at the moment, or this or that. You yeah, know? definitely lyrically, like there's there's like, you know, there's I had a I had a sheet of ordinary boys lyrics yeah. that I'd written down. That years that I just had, I've just sort of accumulated them over like yeah. however long, and I did a record with this girl, girl called Lucy Spragan who was on yep. X Factor, and yeah, I, like, yeah, yeah, I did a, I did her album with her, and the single from that album is like a whole like all of the bit, best bits of the Ordinary Boys yeah. lyrics that I had because I was like I'm never going to do another Ordinary yeah, Boys album. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, let's look at this. So we, we like went through and saw any things that she thought were like points that she might be able to like 
associate with some of the best songs man my song um introduction which was the first song on yeah. my solo record yeah. that was what has become one of my, my biggest songs that was pretty much tons of leftover lyrics yeah it's why it's not really got a chorus or yeah. any real straight it's like this was uh, initially it was a, a load of leftover lyrics and like right let's 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 write around that yeah. and build the rest and it's one of the best things i've done and it's like it's interesting when yeah, it's the, it's that kind of process. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is the bits I never really f- found a home for, but there's now so many of them, they've got their own home. But I think I think with the third record, which I was so self-referential and it yeah. was like so boring. It's like, like I listen to it now, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, oh, shut completely. up, mate. Like no one can, no one cares. So I think that's what I, I did a I did a few sessions with um with Talisa yeah like recently ish yeah. for for her record yeah and she had just been through all this shit and all yeah. this shit and. You sort of like you 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 think well should we were thinking like should should she be self referential should she yeah. try and reference it yeah and like I just sort of the more more I think about it the more I think you just never should I mean what you said earlier is a great a, a lesson the fact is every interview she does for that record no matter what she talks about the small bits they're going yeah. to pick up on are the bits that are referenced to all the past yeah. so you don't need to address that in the music you, that's going to be covered in the press regardless so I think that's a right choice there of going right no let's let's ignore or not ignore it but let's not write about that that's you know not what, what we need to talk about the story of my life like whenever I have I went to a thing last night like a magazine launch that yeah. are doing an article about us and someone from a, a like a I don't know whether it was like one of the like gossipy pick me up magazines, yeah. whatever. She said, like, oh, can I have a few words with you? Like, and I was like, yeah, of course. And you can see them, you can see the process of them like doing their music, quite asking about the record in a just yeah. like, blah, 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 bang, like, bang, 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 bang. So do you still speak to Chantel? And like, yeah. you're just like, oh, why did, like, just skip all that shit. Like, I'm happy yeah. to talk about whatever. I don't yeah. care. Like, it's fine. But just the, the kind, of, the, it just made me really sad to, to think like, oh, I'm just answering these questions for That's absolutely no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's bizarre and it's, it's a, it's weird hoops that, I don't know, it's a tough one. I don't know if, I was going to say that you have to jump through. I don't know if you do. I've always chosen no, to. You don't, you I generally to. go f- for a lot of press that comes in, but it's nice on this year off from touring, I'm turning down all press. Yeah. And it's, it's really nice because I'm like, I've got nothing to talk about yeah. at the moment. I do the podcast, so that, mm is a lot each week. And yeah. although it's guests, I still get a lot out of what I'm yeah. doing. And what, so it's like, that's enough information out about me. I don't need to also do a, an article or an interview saying, here's what I'm doing. Yeah. It's like, no. I mean, mine, I feel like it's, it's nice like, to for me, it's like, that. I've got things that people, people want to talk about that is com- are completely irrelevant. Like, yeah. no one, why would anyone, like who in 2015 gives a fuck that I walked off a TV show? Like it doesn't, yeah. it's so fucking but it's bizarre as well. It's, it's, it's bizarre <laughs> as well. Cause it's all stuff that, if you push too hard to avoid it, it becomes a bigger story. Oh yeah, I'm happy to talk it about it. Becomes a bigger story than anything, but it's it's yeah, it's just funny it's weird, now. Isn't it, man? It's like I've I've spent the last few years like really trying to solidify like a nice life for my, like yeah. a nice quiet yeah. life for myself, and I've sort of managed to do it. Like I've got a, like almost a proper job. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. just like and everything's nice and chill, and I just have like a, a nice like quiet life. But then I wanted to do this record. And now I'm having to like pick at that little scab that I've tried to heal. Yeah, Yeah, and it's like you know, obviously I'm I'm happy to do it, and I want I want as many people as possible to hear the the record or whatever. But it's just it's just like I can't. It's sort of like you can't I can't resist doing it every now and again. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. Just because it's there. I get that completely, and it's it's one of them things. The hope would be, and again, you never know with the press. The hope would be that 
everyone just needs to get those questions out of their system. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't have to be answering those questions for years. The fact well, is, I, the know, reason you're having to answer them now is because you've kind of been away I've for never a answered. I've never spoken about, about yeah. walking off that show. Sh- yeah. I've never spoken about it before. Distraction, please. Ex- ex- exclusive. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, again, so that's good. So how buzzed are you about getting on the road obviously it's going to be exciting to get the new music in people's yeah. ears because you will have been working on that for a while and that's yeah. always and it must be a different kind of excitement to when you've written for someone else yeah you know oh, to get your stuff yeah. out there again to go right here's Do my you know what? Voice. it's partly i just want to have something good like up on the wikipedia it's yeah. like honestly i just yeah, want to yeah, have yeah, like yeah, yeah. a really good I'm, like this is good a good record yeah and i just want to have like like a, a good sort of aggregate score yeah. or something yeah, on the, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. Wikipedia. But, I like that. But I, we did this tour, we like agreed to it. And then uh, like just thought, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, it looks great, it looks great. And then someone like, gets, kept getting tweets like, mate, that's a fuck, that's a mental tour. Is it? Is it? It's like, yeah, we've got three days off in, in 30 days. Brilliant. I, I hadn't really realised what we were signing up for, so. But it's good, man. It's kind of, if you, I don't know, it's what you're there to do. Yeah. Are you there to work? I always, I did, um, this is, it's fast, smaller, but when I did my spoken word tour, it ended up being 14 shows just in a row. Yeah. Because each time I was like, I could have, like, I was, I was booking it myself. All my, all my music stuff I've got I'm my agent for and all yeah. this, but on the spoken word tour, I was booking myself. And every time I looked, I was like, the fuck am I going to do on a day off? Yeah, exactly. So I'd, I'd, all I'll be, all, all, particularly with spoken word, it's, it's slightly less energetic and slightly yeah. less straining on your voice. It's like, all I'm doing is talking. I'd yeah. rather be earning money and, have one more town that isn't moaning that we've left them off yeah. the tour. Again, no again, the, when it, the no matter you what you announce, there, yeah. your tour, you'll always be like, why are you coming to Aberystwyth? Like, it, again, it's one of the things that really has made me wonder when I'll come back to touring. Because genuinely, yeah. it's like, I do not miss announcing tours. Because yeah. that was the thing that was always <laughs> like, you're not coming here, you're not coming. It's like, mate, as you said, you're doing... 30 shows yeah. in like three days off there will be people moaning that you're not coming yeah, to their towns like, we're physically doing everything a human yeah. body can take I mean, we're, a full band show with just th- th- three days off or whatever yeah. that's that's pretty much the limit that, the, that a human can and take and we still do like our shows are still like kind of like the same as they were when we were a hardcore band like yeah. we're still quite like jumping you around and it. like yeah, bruising exactly. ourselves yeah. and bleeding and whatever but yeah and I'm like I'm, I'm really I'm just so excited about it. Our, our bass player like, has to take it for his... It's his annual leave that he has to yeah. take from work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually take it. It's, like, it's real. It's like, it is really real again. So it's like... I love that. Yeah, it's just going to be really fun. I think we're going to do it... This is going to be our first sober tour as well. Yeah. So we're going to see how it's that exciting. goes. I, I did my last... That last whole year of me and Dan. So it was a tour at the beginning of the year, the festival season, and a tour at the end. I ended up doing all of that sober. Yeah. And I genuinely think it was the best performances I've ever, oh, yeah, ever put it, in. I think, you, I think it's like when you get to a certain age, you have you you either oh, that's it. You either quit drinking or you or you can't. You quit oh, that's being it. good I, at life. I, I realised that the reason I needed to have a drink at gigs that was early on when I was more or less experienced yeah. in it. And the fact is, I now know how to do a gig. I don't need that extra crutch of yeah. of, of a drink. And again, I'm not hating on anyone that does. Yeah. It's fine to. to to do so as long as you're keeping in in in, in check but i realized i was doing my um i think it was, it was my edinburgh fringe show and i used to always drink a, a bottle of wine on stage yeah and i'd get through most of a bottle of wine yeah. and then i was like right i'm doing my edinburgh fringe show i'm not leaving edinburgh i'm doing 19 shows with one day off that means in that month i'll be drinking 19 
bottles yeah. of wine, which is a lot. Yeah. Particularly if I'm not doing the, the, the running around to burn a lot of yeah. it off and to get it out of the system. Yeah. So I decided on that one to go sober. And then, yeah, that was a stepping stone to, 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 to doing a more energetic and more intense show. Yeah. And I had so much more energy and I was so much more on point. Yeah. I knew all the lyrics. That That's was what nice you surprise. were saying earlier that you have like lyric paranoia dreams, yeah, which yeah, I have. I think every musician has, has just dreams that you've just forgotten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's petrol, and I'm off from gigging. I don't plan to do any gigs for at least a year. Yet I'll wake up in a cold sweat because yeah. I've agreed to do w- one gig and I've forgotten the lyrics yeah. and I can't. Like, <laughs> Was that oh, to be like, like at least once a week. I mean, we're almost at the 90 minute mark, so okay. we'll start to wrap up now. But where can people keep up to date on everything on the new n- new record on the tour? Is Twitter, Instagram? What's the? <sighs> I don't know. I got an Instagram. Yeah, it's, everything's like at Samuel Preston. At at Samuel Preston. Yeah, that's easy to find. Yeah, um, and yeah, you're going to be all over the country. Yeah, when, and then just look. Yeah, look for us in your local town. Keep your eyes open. Yeah. I mean, again, I love the fact uh, for ages on 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 the early podcasts, I wouldn't give any any particular details out because yeah. it's basically you've all got google right yeah exactly. if, if, if you want to know shit just go on google and you'll find it yeah so you'll find us on google on the internet it's pretty easy to find well thank you very much for coming no, on thanks. and chatting really man it's that. been an absolute really pleasure fun. so yeah i look forward to the album and the tour great nice one thanks There you go. Um, that again, an- another one that felt like we could have gone on and on and on and on and on and on. Um, it's amazing. It's now. It, it, it's amazing seeing people in such different areas or with potentially different fan bases having s- so many shared um, tastes. So I, I'd say if you go back to our Frank Turner one and the Frank Carter one. And this Preston one, there's so many points where we were listening to the same music or similar music or the same outlook on gigs and and and, and the Ralph Reynolds one from Anna Shikari. Um, they all kind of seem to ha- interweave and interlock. So that's kind of beautiful. But yeah, I hope you've enjoyed that. And uh, I hope you all are looking forward to checking out the return of The Ordinary Boys um, and their tour and everything else that, that comes ahead. Yeah, it was a good chat and I liked how open... And honest, it was. Um, I've discussed, well, in fact, on the Frank Carter one, we discussed that there shouldn't be guilt with pleasures. I liked, because often if you've come from kind of indie or punk or anything else, writing pop songs, there's a little, you know, embarrassment there. I like that there wasn't, because there shouldn't be, you know. Just, just writing is writing, and pop songs are dope. I like a lot of pop. There shouldn't be any sh- shame in this. Or you, you used to be punk. So I used to make some music. I now still make some music. Shut the fuck up. But yeah, that was great. Um, next week's podcast. Man, am I excited to let you all hear this. It's one of my favourite comic book writers of all time, and he hardly does any press or interviews he has no online presence i swear um he's not on twitter or anything he's not into that and we discussed that um it's garth ennis Uh, i would say one of the most prolific comic book writers of all time really um or creators um there's a lot of people that you can put up against him or say beat him in their body of work but for creating new new works I mean, I'd, I'd hold him up for his work on other titles, but for creating new works, if you look at Preacher, Hitman, 
the boys crossed. It's like, that's a hell of a, a, a run and a hell of a lot of really strong um, original works that, yeah, just just yeah, growing and growing. So yeah, that was a really exciting. And as said, he's a he's reluctant to do a lot of press. He's he's not really into a lot of that. But we connected on so many different topics and subjects. So I cannot wait for you to hear that. Um, that's next week. Subscribe, all that good stuff. Subscribe, rate, like, share. Be nice. Tell people again. Everyone, podcasts always say about sharing and liking and reviewing and subscribing. And these are all the terms and ways of showing your support in the modern world. But the reality is, for me, just if you if you enjoy these, just talking to your mates about them is is the realest thing that there is. It might not have as much reach as as posting on Facebook, but if you've got a specific friend who was into any of the stuff that we discussed, just saying, you should check this out. That's, that's kind of the one and the way f- for me. And it's really easy. I mean, I've had mates struggle hugely, but podcasts are easy to to download, to figure out. There's apps. You could just go on the website. It's really simple. So yeah, hopefully you can keep spreading the word. It's insane that we keep growing and growing. We're comfortably getting over 100,000 listeners every week at the moment, which is insane. So thank you for that. We will keep doing this as long as we can. I'll see a lot of you at the live show on October 26th. Get your tickets now, the Leicester Square Theatre. Um, and until next week, I've been Scroobius Pip. You can hit me up at, at Scroobius Pipio on Twitter and Instagram or facebook.com slash Pip. But you can now hit up the Distraction Pieces podcast at facebook.com slash Distraction Pieces podcast and at Distraction Cast on Twitter. Thank you.